Welcome to Power Talk Podcast, where the talk is interesting, informative, and powerful. Welcome to another podcast with Pastor Paul Chicado and Reverend Matthew DeLeon. Again, how are you doing this morning, my pastor? Oh, I'm doing wonderful, Matthew. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Can you leave this weather we've been having lately? Yeah, if you live in the state of California, and I actually read that it's actually all the way up into Washington and Oregon, yes, and yes. and it's hitting even in Southern California. This, if you if you drive out around here, everything is orange. Yes, the fires. That's right. I forgot also the fires and the, the fires, heat. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. Like I was sharing with you before, Pastor, there's been over 400 different fires. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. And I guess in the past span of two months or one month. I don't, I don't remember exactly, but that's a lot of fires. No, it is a lot. And and, and, and sometimes, you know, that, that could potentially equate to a spiritual problem that's going on because we know there's well, a lot of unrest. And, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying Satan's out there with a match throwing things <laughs> to the curb or nothing like that. Uh, <laughs> but usually when you see a lot of occurrences like that, a lot of times there's things going on in the lives of people. And whether they intentionally do it or not, it just somehow creates more problems. Yeah. And so we see that a lot of times. And it's interesting. Like when you say that, to me, it makes me give more awareness to even pray even harder. Yes, for sure. And that's that's why it's very important to pray for our nation because these are things that, you know, we, we can't physically control it ourselves, but mm-hmm. we can in the spirit to make sure that Satan doesn't have any attachment to it whatsoever. There you go. And we know that there's a gentleman named uh, Sean Fute who's actually going out leading worship all along the states uh, yes. across this nation. Yeah, yeah, he's actually been really big right now up and up and down the north, uh, the uh, the from the north, all, all on the west coast. I should say. There you go, there you go, there yeah. you go. And he's making a really good statement about worship, and you can't close the church doors. Yeah, no, I, I agree, and it, that's awesome. You know, uh, I know it's it's been kind of a, a movement of sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, some even call it a revival, you know, yeah. uh, of sorts. And and I'll tell you what, any any movement of God is a good thing at this Come point on. in time in our That's lives. That's really good. Yeah. That's really good. And the movement begins with us. Yeah, it does. It's always it's always going to be more personal than it is uh, in a in a general sense, you know. But when a bunch of personal people connect with God, yeah. then it spreads like fire and affects the nation. And so that's what we're hoping for. Amen. I remember you made a statement about two years ago. You said, always pray for personal revival. Yes. Personal revival. Because personal revival, you can't expect somebody else to create something that you don't have. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, it's pretty, it's, it's real easy to do that. You know, it's kind of like you want your kids, you want your kids to be better than you, but you haven't done anything that makes you better that's in their good. eyes. That's good. So they have nothing, no resource to go from. So they're going to have good. to learn it outside of you. And that's not really healthy. Mm-hmm. You can't teach them something that you yourself aren't willing to perform. Exactly. And so it's important that, you know, if we're going to play, pray for revival, mm-hmm. make sure that that fire is still stoked inside of you. Amen to that. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Well, Pastor, there's a few things I'd like to talk about today. And it was something that you talked about, a dream you had. Do you remember that, the dream and the dragon? Yeah, yeah. kind of remind me a little bit about what the, the area that you're talking about, because I remember a lot about the dragon, but what area exactly? Is yeah, it? it's called the three things that keep Christians defeated. Number one was distractions, and this leads to depression. Mm-hmm. Number two was division. Don't agree with men. Don't agree with men and women of God who actually hear God's voice. And they become uh, people who live disagreeable. And the third one is deception, easily enticed by logic. Now, uh-huh. we, we touched on our last on episode. Our last episode, yeah. Yeah. And it says this right here we need wisdom from God. We need yeah. wisdom from God yeah. to get out of deception. And uh, you make, and as a result, it be, but being deceived is that we make ungodly decisions. Uh-huh. Yes. So, those are the three things I like to bring up uh, today yes. in, in this uh, podcast. Okay. The three things that keep Christians defeated. So what was the first one then exactly? Let's deal with that. Number one is distractions. Again, you, you talked about this leads to depression. Yeah. You know, when we're talking distractions, look, the world is vying for our time. Mm-hmm. It's vying for energy. Mm-hmm. Is it, And it's even telling you how to think. You know, this is this is kind of a real big thing right now in our country. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, we always try to convince people on something. I mean, uh, the statistic that I heard is that you're going to receive about a thousand new pieces of information a day. Crazy. Um, when you think about that, that's one thousand pieces of influence. Mm. In other words, if it's a commercial, 
that's a new information. Influence, yeah. But it's trying to influence you to do something. Right. If it's somebody calling you up and saying, hey, man, why don't you come over and just... Well, they're trying to influence you, even if it's just as simple as that. Mm-hmm. So you're receiving constant information. And our, our brain is at some point at overload mm-hmm. to try to reason and calculate every tidbit of information. Yeah. And this is why we tend to throw some out mentally. And you know what's a bummer is that we throw out the most important things. Mm-hmm. Because at some point, it all becomes trash. Okay, it's like a computer. Mm-hmm. At some point, you're like, you know, you save that one file. You're like, okay, I'm going to look at that later and look at it right, later. Right. Two months down the road, you still haven't looked at it. And you're like, yeah, you know what? It's just trash. But it was important enough to keep it, but it mm-hmm. wasn't important enough to look at it. That's good. And so it's kind of like when our wives talk to us. You know how many times? Oh, don't you forget. Don't you forget. I don't forget when you go to the store to pick up blah, blah, blah. And you're like, okay, I won't forget. I won't forget. Well, you right. know, it's important to them, but it's not important to you. Mm-hmm. Or at least not important enough that you would lock it into your brain and remember it so you end up remembering your twinkies and your donuts Mm -hmm. uh but you forget you know what you you forget the creamer for the coffee that she was you know exactly and so my point is is that that's kind of the way we are in in general Mm -hmm. is that there's so much information at some point it's just overload and it's not important right and so the the reason i bring this up is because that's when distractions happen Mm -hmm. and if you look just drive down the road anymore Mm -hmm. People are so distracted. Right. You know how I know? I, I have never seen more people run red lights in my life yeah. as I have in the last few years. Yes. I mean, I I tell my children, I tell myself, I tell my wife, I said, be sure when that light turned green, give it one extra second to you look both ways because somebody's to. coming through you have even to. after the light has turned red. Mm-hmm. And because one, they're so distracted, they didn't have time to slow down in mm-hmm. enough time. Or they didn't care. They thought they could make it because right. they, they, they're in a hurry. Right. There's so many things vying for your mind. Mm. And so what happens is you throw out good common sense yeah. when, you throw out, when, you, when you get distracted. And this mm. is why I say we start throwing things to the trash. Right. The reason why a person drives through the red light, because it's not important that you might come through. Mm-hmm. It's important that they get through. Right. And yes, what happens? Mm-hmm. Wrecks happen in intersections, exactly, right? Exactly. Because it's not important for you to think, wow, what if somebody actually pushes the gas when it turns green on their side? Right. So in your mind, I'll just speed up. Well, some of these intersections are huge. Yes. It takes quite a long time for your car, even though it's all split second stuff, to get from one side to the other. Right. So what's happening is you're dumping it in your mind. Mm -hmm. You're dumping the information that you know was good common sense originally when you first started driving. Mm -hmm. When it's yellow, we start slowing down. Right. Today, when it's yellow, we start speeding up. Right. And so what happens is we dump the information because Mm -hmm. we forget about everything else that's in that. What if somebody else isn't paying attention and they accidentally read a red light coming right. the opposite direction. Right. Well, your mind says, well, my light was green. No, it wasn't. It was red too. Mm-hmm. The only problem is, is you knew what you were doing and this person actually made an accident. Right. So their accident and your purpose mm-hmm. still created a wreck exactly. because you both weren't paying attention. Exactly. Because we both, we, we, it doesn't matter. Or maybe you both just did it accidentally. Mm-hmm. Maybe you both weren't paying attention. It doesn't matter. Why were you distracted though? Exactly. See, we, we start dumping information at the point that it's too much to hold. And mm-hmm. so what happens is, is how many times have, I, 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 I'm only using the car as an example, but yeah. I, I used to drive a lot when I was younger because I used to help my uh, stepfather. Uh, do wholesale cars. Well, we lived in Visalia and in our case, we would travel to Stockton every day. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a, that's about a a hundred mile trip. Well, that's hundred miles there, hundred miles back. Wow. So we spent a lot of time on the road Mm -hmm. being that we were wholesaling cars and this is no exaggeration. There were times I would get so distracted and in a different world with my mind. Mm -hmm. I could not remember where a half hour of my driving went at times. Wow. You would be like, and it wasn't, you know, some people say, wow, time is flying. It wasn't time flying. I really don't remember going through any, I don't remember any of the travel. I don't even know how I got from point A to point B at times because I don't remember anything. Wow. And and I'm pretty sure I slept through some of <laughs> <laughs> That's scary. Right, right. You know, because you would even be tired at times. You're like, and I know that some of the listeners can probably say, you know what, I've done that. Identify with that. And uh, basically what's happened is you become distracted and mm-hmm. tiredness can get you distracted. Mm-hmm. The weightiness of the world, mm-hmm. uh, family issues. I can go on and on. You you name it, it can become a distraction. And what happens is, is that distraction leads you on a, a really a, a collision course with something 
that could they could really hurt you or yes. take your life. Yes. And so when you're talking about spiritually, yes. when you're talking spiritually, it's so easy to get distracted because, you know, a lot of us have intentions. I'm going to get up every morning. I'm going to pray and read, blah, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. Well, what happens is you just stayed up till like three o'clock in the morning because your friends were over. And, and that sounds there's nothing wrong with that, yeah. by the way. Yeah. But when you've made a commitment to God or God asked you to make a commitment and you told yourself, I'll dedicate myself to this. This yeah. is just an example. Yeah, yeah. This is an extreme example. But but you made that decision with God. Okay, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Well, all of a sudden, now you can't get up at that 5 o'clock in the morning because you just went to bed two hours early. Exactly. Okay, well, there goes one day. Next mm-hmm. thing you know, you're uh, that rest of that day, you're totally tired because right. of the fact that you stayed up late to begin with. Right. So the next day rolls around and you're like, oh, man. I've got a busy day tomorrow. I'm going to sleep in instead. Right. You see what I'm saying? Distractions yeah. take you away from the things that are extremely important, even if you've made a commitment to right. it. Right. And so what happens is we don't prepare to take away distractions. Mm-hmm. And in reality, in our lives, we should prepare to get rid of distractions and we should work to get rid of distractions and not allow them to come upon us. Mm-hmm. We, it's uh, John Maxwell calls it navigating, mm-hmm. na- uh, navigating, uh, uh, navigating the waters or whatever. Mm-hmm. And basically, he talks about it as as an individual who, when they're uh, right, uh, you know, steering a ship, yeah. he says he talks about how they have to navigate. Mm-hmm. And in situations like if they're up in the Arctic, yeah. they have to navigate around Absolutely. icebergs and things of that nat- nature. But he says one thing about a navigator is a navigator has the ability to see ahead and avoid it. Oh, that's good. And this is why I say that na- when we navigate in our lives, sometimes we got to learn to avoid the distraction because mm-hmm. that becomes a real problem. If we don't avoid it, it's like an iceberg. Right. It hits us. And what seems innocent, like I said, is it, is it sin? No. Right. But what it does is it slowly creeps in, and then before you know it, it's another distraction. And then right. it's, it's another situation. And before you know it, you're two months down the road and say, man, I've gotten away from my workout routine. Oh, I've gotten away from reading and praying like I used to. And, right. and it's always about what people used to do. Mm-hmm. And I always think, well, what stopped you from getting right back to it? Right. Because you allowed other distractions. You just kept hitting iceberg after iceberg. But to me, when you use your word navigation... That person's obviously wise enough to know how to use that tool uh-huh. to navigate. Yes. And to me, that's what I think we lack at times when we get distracted is the wisdom to foresee that one thing yes. always distracting us. We already know the enemy is going to be a distraction. For He's sure. going to use any kind of device to distract yes. us as Christians. He doesn't want us praying, reading our Bibles, fasting, believing, moving mountains. He comes as an angel of light. So that's a pretty distracting situation, I'm sure, whatever that comes as. You're right. And that can, like I said, that can look like anything, yes. the angel of light. But to have the wisdom, like you say, to foresee certain things and to help us navigate yeah. and not be distracted. Because the, the it says here, three things that keeps Christians defeated. Yeah. Not victorious, defeated. Yeah. We all know what uh, uh, being defeated feels like. It's yeah. a terrible feeling, Pastor. It is. And, and, and I mean, the goal is, is to find some victory in all of this. Come on. And, uh, you know, I mean, of course, Jesus won the battle for us. So that's a victory in itself. And so we're saved. Right. But along the way, we've got to come up with, with, we've got to be able to claim personal victories along the way. Yeah. You know, that's why Paul said, run the race in such a way. Yes. He, he, he says, you, you don't want to be like a boxer who's just, you know, uh, beating oh, the right. air. Yeah. Uh, you, you don't want to be one who's running about just aimlessly. Uh, right. You know, you want to have a target. You want to have a finish line. Mm-hmm. His point was simply is that, look, every day is a, is another opportunity to defeat whatever is going to come against you. Yeah. And if you don't know how to defeat it as it comes against you, and mm-hmm. mostly it comes in the form of satanic attacks or yes. demonic attacks. Yes. It comes in the way of the world's influences and mm-hmm. subtleties, mm-hmm. temptations. We can go on and on yeah. of all that stuff. And it's a lot there. And it is a lot. And, and those are the things that are naturally trying to defeat us. Mm-hmm. But he, it doesn't come with a, an all-out assault. It comes mm-hmm. in the form of distraction and influences, things that are subtle. Subtle. We don't really see it. After no, that. we don't see it. Look, how did Satan come to Adam and Eve in the garden? It didn't say he came as this roaring lion. No. He comes, he, he's, right. he roams about as a roaring right. lion. Right. But he comes gentle as, he comes very gentle. Yeah. It said he came subtle and crafty. Subtle and crafty. Crafty. He still does the same tactic. It's subtle. You know how many people are like, you're, let's just say you're doing really good today. You had a great prayer time. Mm-hmm. And somebody gives you a call. That's a family member. It happens a lot. And boom, you are cloud nine now, and you're at the 
pits of just you know what i'm saying yeah. where it's like hell is just calling you now mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. uh, it's all mm-hmm. it, you're ready to fight yeah you're angry or or, or it could be pornography it could yes. be you, you're doing really good yes you, and you've you've had maybe a couple of really good days. It feels like, man, as the Lord, I hear you clearly. I'm feeling yes. great, and all of a sudden, boom! It's like you wake up the, this one day, and it's mm. like you're not feeling quite the same. Right. Well, this is where you've got to understand. Okay, you don't have to feel the same, right? But you've still got to defeat the distraction. Exactly. Because if you don't, it will defeat you. Exactly. And what was, what would be your suggestion on how to defeat distractions? I talked about wisdom just a moment ago. Yeah. What would be another tool to defeat distractions? Would you say? I, I think the the ultimate way to defeat distraction is learn not to is to learn to navigate. Look, if you have specific things in your life, yes. I think discipline is a little bit of a help, but okay. it's still a natural way to do it. Uh, but it, but I'm I'm thinking more discipline as in do spend time with God. Oh, there it is. I'm sorry. I ninety percent of the people I talk to, it's funny how great. I say it's funny. It's not funny. I'm not laughing about it. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's interesting that a lot of the Christians that I talk to are really they they actually know the Word of God. They love to talk about yes. God. But when it comes down to it, they have no real spiritual life. Mm-hmm. They they hang off of a lot of the things that the pastor said on Sunday, which is good because sure. that's what we do. We learn from it, grow from it. But they're really not taking it home and learning from it. Mm-hmm. They're not really assessing the information that they learn. They're not really thinking applying about it. it through the week and applying it. They're not spending with time with God saying, God, show me how to get that into my spiritual system. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is, is that they're so consumed with what's going on in life Thinking that they're being Christians. Well, yeah, they are being Christians. You mm-hmm. you don't think your way into being a Christian, by the way. Right. You you That's live right. a Christian life. That's right. You don't think it. Right. But they 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 walk about thinking that they are Christians mm-hmm. when they should just be living it. Amen. But it's hard to live it if you don't have a prayer lifestyle. That's good. If you don't have time with God, it's really almost impossible to live and walk in the Spirit of God mm-hmm. if you don't have a prayer. Yeah. You can't communicate with Him. So why is that important to distraction? Because 90% of our distractions are because we're not connected to the one that can help us avoid it. That's right. Remember, you're not the navigator. Mm-hmm. He is. Amen. And if he's not doing the driving and steering the ship of your life, of your spirit, of your heart, mm-hmm. of you, and even helping you in your mind, trust me, you are going to run into something. Exactly. And he's the only one. And like I said, does it mean you can avoid problems? No, no. We're not actually talking about problems. Mm-hmm. We're talking distractions. Exactly. Things that pull you away, that slowly lead you away. Yeah. That subtle work of Satan where all of a sudden you're you're doing really good for a while. Right. And it, we hear this all the time. How many people have we known that have been on drugs? Mm-hmm. Man, they do really good. They come clean. Right. They get a hold of God. Mm-hmm. About six months down the road, they start to relapse. Right. How was that? Mm-hmm. Well, because... They allowed something in yeah. that became a distraction. All of a sudden, today, well, you know, I just don't feel like praying today. The yeah. emotion and takes we, over. And we've, we've known people who start strong because they're spending a lot of time with the Lord. Yes, they do. And all of a sudden, they feel, I'm getting strong enough, so I don't, I don't need to spend as much, read right. as much, no, be at true. church as much. It's the truth. And the moment they think that, all of a sudden, they relapse. It's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. And what happens is you start losing that spiritual fervor. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you start allowing something in the distract, you know, I, I know that it doesn't matter what day of the week it is. It's seven days a week for me. Yeah. Uh, even if I don't spend tons and tons of time every morning, it's and I will say not every morning is the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. But I do not start my day without a little bit of reading and prayer. It, 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 it's not an option. Mm-hmm. And like I say, That's some good. mornings it's That's it's good. it's like the first two or three hours. Yeah. And other mornings it's it's the first twenty or thirty minutes. You know, maybe on my day off, I might only spend 20 or 30 minutes. I, I don't really make it a habit of how much that time is as long as i got nothing else going anyway. Right. But but I try to do it before I do my workout routine with mm. me and Pastor Cindy. Mm. And so sometimes, like today, I was, you know, I got to bed late at about 1. But I was just naturally awake at about 5, 30, 6 o'clock. Yeah. Guess what? It's time to get up. Mm-hmm. That gave me about two or three hours today. Yeah. Am I a little tired? Yeah. But am I exhausted? No, because I trust in God. I, I'm keeping away from that distraction. Tiredness is, cannot be a distraction. Amen. It's not an option. Amen. And then other days, I might sleep in a little extra, but it doesn't matter. Before I still go do whatever I got to do, it, look, God, it's me and you first. Amen. 
And so, like I say, I, uh, I don't put a specific time constraint mm-hmm. and if God tells me to, I will do that too. That's really good. That's okay with me. I'm uh, God, you're the boss. And to me, that's more relational than it is religion. It is. When you say so, when you say that pastor, because we grew up again, I grew up anyways, you have to spend X amount of time. Yes. And if you don't, this is where condemnation really acts as a distraction it really in my does. our love relationship with the Lord. Oh, condemnation is a huge distraction. It, it it'll defeat you quicker than anything. There it is. Uh, just simply because if, if you're going to lose, then what's the use fighting? There it is. I don't, I don't yeah. know the reason to fight if I'm going to lose in my mind already. Exactly. If I felt like I've already lost something, yeah. then why get back up? It, it is that way. I, I play guys with racquetball a lot. And one of the things I found is because... I've been playing for a lot of years, mm-hmm. and, I, and I played at a really high level for many years. Are you and, talking like 200 years, or you've been talking? Yeah, yeah. You know, back when rocks were formed, back at that time, yeah, we didn't use regular rackets, okay? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, not that funny. But, <laughs> but I've been playing so many years that there's certain things about the racquetball court that I understand how to make guys move and shift, mm-hmm. and I control the court. Right. Well, what's happened is because a lot of these guys that I play, they don't quite understand that level right. because they didn't play at that high level, but they play good, but mm-hmm. they're not at that quite at that level. What happens is, is when you beat them over and over and over, you, you tend oh, to see. see that when we go out to play, even though they're, they're trying right at first, yeah. after a couple of games when they realize, okay, here we are again, mm-hmm. it's another loss and another day. Mm-hmm. You can see that they don't have same, the, quite the same fire that they used to to That's go good. out and try to beat me. That's good. Uh, because in their minds, it's already a loss. And I get it. Yeah. But but it, at some point, you, you've got to ex- distinguish between, okay, yeah, you're probably not going to win in this situation like in the racquetball with me. Mm-hmm. But part of the win is is that I still don't give up. Right. And that's, that's really what the, the spiritual walk is all about. Because, look, if I'm going to compare my spiritual really faith good. to, like, some of the guys of the past mm-hmm. that spent 12 hours Come a day, on. that literally healings where people were getting out of wheelchairs. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, 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 that's a real sacrifice, but that was their passion. Right. It drove them to do that constant right. where I'm like, you know, my life is a little different. And sure. if God calls me to that, well, then I'll have to change some things around. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, uh, but I don't, I'm not quite at that level. So right. if I'm going to compare myself to those guys, yeah, well then I lose the spiritual battle and faith. Okay. Exactly. The, the, the players you talked about, they already come to you playing defeated. Yeah. They come play defeated. If I stand up next to like a Smith Wigglesworth mm-hmm. and I compare myself, well then I've already defeated. I'm not right. as good as he was. Right. I'm not as filled with that kind of faith, right. but I'm not putting that kind of time in that he put either. Yes. yes. He's really sacrificed a lot. And mm-hmm. there was a good reason why God, whatever with the reason reason i don't want to go into all that right but my point is is that if but i don't need to compare myself to him right there i need to go into this spiritual battle give it taking what god has given me Mm -hmm. and winning with what i've got and then now when i if i were to stand next to smith wigglesworth i'd already know yeah smith you're the man right you're the man smith if i ever got of course he's dead now Mm -hmm. but if i would have stood next to him i would know that i'm not going to compare myself to him but what i am going to say is is thank god for guys like him amen thank god for him guys men like him that we needed in our time in those seasons of life yes but god's using me in this situation and this is what he's putting in my heart at the time Mm -hmm. and yeah do i have the faith that equals smith no Mm -hmm. do i have the faith that equals paul the bible no Mm -hmm. could i sure Mm -hmm. It's going to require a different lifestyle for me. Right. Uh, but that's not where God wants me. Mm-hmm. But my point is, is I'm not going to stand next to Smith and think, think oh, my goodness, I'm a no good Christian. Right. I'm no good. I you might as well give up. I don't yeah. have that kind of faith that he does. Yeah, I didn't raise anybody no. from the dead. Right. You know, I didn't raise people from the dead. You've got to get over that mm-hmm. because that that that's that's why I say in the spirit realm the win isn't who's the better at this. Mm-hmm. The win is is did I defeat Satan at what God's called me to do? There it is, and I am defeating him daily. Exactly, you're playing your game. I'm playing my game, and you're letting Smith Wigglesworth play his game. That's it. That's the best way to equate it in the spirit. And so what happens is you'll find that people that refuse to be defeated mm-hmm. never are. Amen. And I'm never defeated because you're not distracted. I'm not distracted. I'm not distracted by what somebody else is doing or what I'm not doing mm-hmm. or what I can do and what I can't do. Yes. That, that's, that's of no, it, it means nothing. I love it. The second one, Pastor, is division. Yes. Division right now. Again, not, <clears throat> not agreeing with the men and women of God who actually hear God's voice. And people like that actually live 
disagreeably. Oh my goodness! And that's a that's a big one to unpack uh, there. I, I oh I I love unpacking this one. Well, believe go it or ahead. not, because I'm a pastor. <laughs> I'm already angry. No, I'm kidding. I'm so upset with it. No, uh, look, uh, the division thing is huge. It's yeah. huge in my heart right now. It's a big one because I see a world that has every right to protest, yeah. that has the freedom of speech, that has the ability to say whatever they want, to do whatever they want because the law allows them to. And let me get, tell you right now, mm-hmm. I am not against that law. Mm-hmm. What I am against the law is the law of the spirit. Mm-hmm. Okay. The law of the spirit says something different. Right. The word of God holds us to every idle word that we speak. He holds us accountable to every idle thing that we babble. It mm-hmm. says not to even allow filthy communication. It says by the, all the, the word, right. the mouth is powerful. So here's right. my point in saying that. When we start disagreeing with everything that's being said, that's in the spirit realm, mm-hmm. I find couple of things. Okay. Most people don't know the word that well. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not saying that they don't know the word, mm-hmm. but, they it, but they don't understand at all. I mean, look, if God gave the whole body of Christ, and I think we talked about this in the last episode, just, uh, just briefly, was that if God gave the whole body of Christ equal value on knowledge of the word, and then, I then know. we would need no pastor. That's right. We would need no evangelist. We'd need no. What is the use of God creating these gifts to the body of Christ mm-hmm. if they don't have a value for the body of Christ? That's right. And I've heard ministers, and I will say I was a proponent of this for a long time, mm-hmm. and I said it myself, and I and I've repented of it because now I understand in Scripture mm-hmm. my position mm-hmm. and what it means to the body of Christ is that not everybody is supposed to know the same amount. That's right. A person that works an eight-hour day, 10-hour day, maybe 12-hour day job, seven days a week, however long they work, mm-hmm. their job is to provide for their family. Right. And yes, they are an asset. Right. They are a huge asset to the body of Christ. They may even have a position like a an elder. Maybe maybe they're a maybe they're a deacon. Maybe they're a, maybe something just helped. Maybe they're yeah. just an usher. Or maybe yeah. they just help with the parking lot attendance. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Right. Maybe they just collect an offering. I, Maybe it's something very simple. Maybe it's something very meaningful. But to say that they're expected to know what I know Mm -hmm. is to say, I don't have to study that hard. If you don't know it, I don't know. That's silly. It is. I am supposed to know these things. This Mm -hmm. is why I'm talking here today. I'm not talking as if somebody doesn't know. Mm -hmm. And I know it sounds like I'm tooting my own horn. Mm -hmm. I don't have no problem with being confident in what I know. Mm -hmm. And do I know that some of these other scholars know? Oh, no. Now, if you're going to compare me, right. oh, I have no problem saying, look, I am not the smartest guy ever on a podcast. I can tell you right now. Right. I'm not the most scholarly type of per- individual. But what I can do is I can convey the truths that I do know. Yeah. And I know them well. Mm-hmm. And I am not ashamed and afraid to tell you. I'm very confident. In that. I That's know right. my word. That's right. And I do know it better than most people in the church. That's and right. I should. Mm-hmm. Now, are there the exceptions to every rule? Oh, yeah. I've met people in the church that, yeah, they're not in a position. They don't have what you call a regular calling. They work a regular job, and they blow my mind away. Those are the people right. that are just a little different than everybody. I get that. Yes. And usually those people end up being called anyway mm-hmm. uh, because God is revealing his word on a deeper level to them right. personally. Right. So they usually end up going into a calling. Mm-hmm. But, again, that's the exception. Right. The reality is, is a pastor. And so this is what brings up the division. This yes. is why I'm, I know I'm kind of going the long way around about the division. But the reason why there's such division is, is that these pastors have all these wonderful words and mm-hmm. truths that God's sharing with them. Mm-hmm. And the church acts like they know more about it than the pastor. See all the time. You know what I say? Patooey on you. Go find somebody that you are smarter than. Because mm-hmm. you ain't smarter than me. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I know it sounds arrogant. I'm okay with saying it. Mm-hmm. I am not arrogant. I am being humble. I've had to study hard. Yes. I've had to get into the school of hard knocks, just not just reading the word, mm-hmm. but being corrected by God himself right. over and over. Paul, that's not what it says. Right. No, read deeper into that, right. Paul. Look into the scripture deeper. Go go look up the Greek and the Hebrew meaning. Go, go talk to guys, men of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Go learn from them. I've done it. Yes. I've read the books. Yes. I mean, you're not talking to a guy who's read two books. <laughs> you're looking at, you're listening to a guy that's read a hundred or more books. Right. And I only say that because when I was in school, I never read a, a book thoroughly, thoroughly from cover to cover mm-hmm. 
until I hit 22 years old. And yet I had book, I had done many book reports, but I could never tell you that book page by page because I'd never read it page by page. Mm -hmm. I cheated on every book report. And um, here I am today. I can tell you from cover to cover, I've read hundreds. Yes. Far cry from what it was in my first half of my life to the later half of my life. And my point is, is that I've had to go through the school hard knocks. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't gain this information. I mean, for goodness sake, I've taught in colleges, you know, right. yeah. I've it, taught at college level. That doesn't make me the smartest guy. I already know that. Uh, in fact, I, I listen to some guys that blow my mind. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I ooze, I drool when I listen to these sure. guys. And so I'm learning from them so that I can re-give mm-hmm. that information now to the church. Yeah. So, so let's go back to the division part. I know I went yeah. a long way around. So what's causing a lot of the division is that the people in the world are learning lots of information from the world. Uh, And they're hearing multiple different ministers and ministries. But mm -hmm. now understand, just because you heard a minister doesn't mean you have that knowledge. Mm, That's good. We assumed it because we heard it. Mm -hmm. No, according to Scripture, our faith grows because of hearing the Word. That's right. Our faith. Our faith. But our knowledge doesn't necessarily isn't complete because you don't understand everything that that pastor had to search to give you that information. Right. You're only hearing it as he's giving it, but that doesn't mean he's even telling you all the depth of that. Exactly. He's sometimes only giving you the surface of what he learned. Mm -hmm. He didn't tell you how he studied it. Right. He didn't tell you where he found every word, Greek and Hebrew word. No, Mm -hmm. he's putting together a message to give to you. Mm -hmm. So my point is is that when people hear it, and Mm -hmm. sometimes it doesn't quite make sense to them, It's instantaneous because of our freedoms and because right. of the way we're allowed to think, mm-hmm. which it, don't get me wrong. I'm not really saying it's wrong to think that way. But when we assess information, it instantly hits us like, oh, that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that. Well, wait a second. Right. I'm not saying that you should just agree with anything. Mm-hmm. I'm not even remotely saying that. Mm-hmm. But this is why we take the messages that the pastor has given us mm-hmm. and and begin to search out some of that depth that That's maybe right. he bit, he did search out that he didn't actually tell you about that part, mm-hmm. but he gave you the surface of what it was. Exactly. You know, and you go take that and you you learn it now during the week. You have all week. If you didn't have a yeah. devote, this is why I, I'm not really against devotions. So mm-hmm. so I don't want the listener to to misunderstand me. Mm-hmm. I'm not really against devotions, mm-hmm. but if you have a good pastor. Mm-hmm. You don't need a devotion during the week. Mm-hmm. You've got it. Your Sunday message was all you need. And I'm amazed how many people will not take what I teach them mm-hmm. and apply it because they won't make that their devotion. Right. That you have enough usually. I, I preach for an hour. You can't tell me I don't have enough. <laughs> Again, I sound very arrogant. But I, I, as pastors, mm-hmm. I'm looking at the church and I see the church more divided than ever. You know mm-hmm. why? Mm-hmm. Because people are, are are thinking things that they don't know nothing about. Right. That would be like me going to tell a fireman how to put out a fire. Mm-hmm. You know what he's going to do? He's going to say, little boy, get mm-hmm. out of the way. Right. And you look at the word division, like how Pastor Arthur used to say, is division. In other words, two visions. It's two visions. It's two people thinking, two, having two different visions. Mm-hmm. of the, And only one has the truth, though. Exactly. And uh, that's why I say I'm not saying all pastors hit the mark. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that they're correct on every little thing. Sure. It's, it's natural for them to miss it. Sure. But 90% of the time of what they're missing is probably very minute. It's not a huge, huge ordeal. Exactly. But on the things that are, if Mm -hmm. we had been reading our word and devoting ourselves to that truth, we would probably discover it in the process. Mm -hmm. So when I hear things that that doesn't quite make sense, I now have a lot of word in me. So it's Mm -hmm. hard for me to not listen and not hear right and wrong instantly because I already know a lot of that truth that they're speaking and I know how it lines up with the historical context, the Greek yes, and the Hebrew, yes, the depth yes, of it, the, yes. the, the you know, That's the good. revelation of it. That's good. But a lot of people don't. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying for one second, just accept anything that's said either, right, right. because there's a, the word of God says that in these last days, there'll be, dis, there'll be teachers mm-hmm. and they will itch, they will itch or tickling, t- tickle your itching ear mm-hmm. and they will deceive you. Right. So we know that too. Right. And that's a different message I'd like to talk on eventually. Mm-hmm. But the division is among us because everybody is thinking something different. Mm. And here's what's interesting. Mm-hmm. You walk into a church today. Mm-hmm. This is the most interesting uh, uh, um, thing I've ever seen. When I was growing up in church, I will say it wasn't like everybody was the most powerful, what you call just sure. most anointed Christians you've ever seen. 
But one thing we all did, we were all pretty much unity. Mm-hmm. We all pretty much agreed. And our pastor wasn't what you call a great pastor as far as preaching or anything. And he didn't preach like so deep that we couldn't understand it or right. nothing. Right. But we were all in agreement. We were all in unity, which mm-hmm. is ultimately what the fivefold ministry gift is. Absolutely. Is to bring us all into that unity. That's it. That's it. Um, and the church isn't unified. Right. It's divided simply because uh, we all can sit there and we can take in that pastor's message or the evangelist, whatever, mm-hmm. and we can all decide, eh, I don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, that's good. Oh, right. that's not. Most of the time when I hear people, I'm hearing stuff they don't have a clue what they're even talking about. They mm-hmm. haven't studied enough depth of it to even dig an inch into the dirt. Wow. You know, in order for you to consider yourself, you better have a shovel and you better dug a few feet into that dirt, that spiritual <laughs> dirt, to call yourself long, uh, knowledgeable enough in the right. truth to be able to say you know more than me. Right. Because uh, if you're going to say you know more than me, mm-hmm. then let's break out the guns and let's do this. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not into that kind of debate, but I will tell you truth. Right. And I'll show you the truth in that scripture. And I'm not going to give you a scripture, mm-hmm. which is, by the way, what most Christians that dig an inch into the ground, right. they have one scripture and they try to use it against the person who knows the truth. Mm-hmm. Guess what? I've probably got five of them right now that right. are going to bury your one because you, know, you don't know the truth. Exactly. And a lot of people I've talked to who do, who disagree with things I've said, <gasps> they give an opinion rather than a scripture. That, that is right on. And opinion. that creates division. Exactly. Since, since when do opinions matter to God when it comes to homosexuality, yeah. when it comes to uh, fornication, yeah. even when it comes to tithe and offering, Come something on. as simple as that. Tithe and offering. People have still a problem with tithe and offering. And they said, I don't disagree with it. That's Old Testament. I hear you. But that's the division. That's the division. And when you think of it, just like on the tithe and offering, like you said, that's a good one. That Because that, that's a real big, it, it's not real big like in our church, but I know with the, many others that yes, I've talked is. to that are that serve the Lord. Yes. And it is, it is as simple as, well, that's Old Testament. This is New Testament. And I'm like, okay, let's just say you're right. Mm-hmm. That's really all you're going to hang on? Right. That's it? That's all you've got mm-hmm. is it's Old Testament versus New Testament? Mm-hmm. I think that's, I think that's silly. Right. That's the silliest kind of debate. You're better mm-hmm. off to ask a person who mm-hmm. you're standing. If you're asked standing in front of a pastor, you're better off instead of looking stupid mm-hmm. and foolish, right. like you just know something because it's Old Testament, New Testament. Right. That's not scripture, by the way. Exactly. That's that's just simply an opinion because that's not enough information for me to learn from. Exactly. If you can't teach me something other than Old Testament, New Testament, I believe that it's just you know mm-hmm. that was the Old Testament. Okay, then you know what? You've already lost this battle. Exactly. So let me share it with you. Mm-hmm. You should ask the person who's knowledgeable and say, could you share with me? Because I see a difference between the Old and the New Testament in this situation, but but I don't really know it all. Yeah. You know what? That humility, that humility is a great person to talk with because mm-hmm. now we both can talk. I totally respect if you right. do see it different now because you're not really there to try to sell me something I don't know. Yeah. But that's why there's that's but there is divisions because somebody thinks they know something they know nothing about. And that's what the Lord told me, Pastor. He says, if you don't ask, you're not going to grow. You're not going to grow. And people like that, people who come with their opinions aren't asking. So that's they're the not truth. going to grow. That's right. Opinions are the are the danger are the are the precursor to defeat. Yes. Uh, because division, I'm telling you right now, everybody has their own way of thinking. And I really don't have a problem yeah. with that. Yeah. That's okay. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. Are you kidding? In fact, it's almost important that we all are somewhat different. Exactly. Or we all have a different. But because if you didn't have a difference in you, mm-hmm. then there is no dialogue. Right. The only way to defeat division is good, healthy div- dialogue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean you. That, and that means if I do come with an opinion, I come with one that I am okay with being defeated, right. though. I'm saying I'm only holding that opinion because it's all the information I got. Right. But I'm okay with learning more that says I'm okay to do away with that opinion too. Right. Right. That's a good, healthy dialogue. Mm-hmm. Uh, we live in a world right now. I'm amazed because, you know, I'm very conservative. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, and I understand and probably not all listeners are okay with that. I, we're not asking because sure. I know sure. what the scripture says. Scripture is very conservative. Mm-hmm. Um, but my point is, is this, is that when we're looking in the world – I'm seeing a lot of the liberal content that's mm-hmm. coming from just people on the streets. I watch a lot of it on social media. Right. I'm amazed at how many of them don't want to argue. They want to use talking points. Right. But they don't want to argue 
or create dialogue and let's sit down and really discuss why why do you really feel this? Right. Well, because he said this or she said that. I don't mm-hmm. like the way they do. Okay, but that's that's a starting point. Right. But now why is it that that bothers you? And right. what is it that's so right about what you're saying? Exactly. Why is that good? Right. Or why is that bad? Right. See, nobody's the, the, the liberal side doesn't want to go into that dialogue. And right. I'm only saying that because I'm watching it. And the ones that yeah. do, I really respect. Mm-hmm. Because I'm there's only a few of them. I'm mm-hmm. not watching many. Right. But the few that really do create dialogue, what I like is that you may not be able to change their mind. And they're mm-hmm. okay with that. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that as a conservative. Right. But you know what? It became healthy because you made me see, think at least about something I hadn't mm-hmm. thought about. Mm-hmm. And better yet, you walked away thinking about something that you probably hadn't thought about. Exactly. Because we both got to dialogue. Exactly. And at the end of the day, it's not about defeating each other. Mm-hmm. It's about we're still on the same page, though, about our country and about yeah. a life. And that to me has an open mind to we say, you know what? I'm, yeah. willing to, I'm willing to take in your information if you're willing to take in mine. And let's, let's, I, let's, I love that. That's like, okay. Like you said, dialogue and discussion is wonderful. It is discussion. And it's, a, it's very healthy. Um, and I'm not seeing that. I'm seeing mostly conservatives going out and posing questions that a lot of the liberals, they get frustrated after about two questions. Mm-hmm. And that may not be true. Maybe I'm not watching the right things. And I'll admit that right now because sure. it could just be an opinion of mine. And, and I don't want to give an opinion. Right. I'm just only saying what I what I have seen. And it's almost 100% of the time at some uh, – usually the liberal side is just at some point just we're done. Yeah. I've seen them want to f- – I've seen them literally. I've seen actually a handful of them just start screaming. Yeah, ah, I'm like, what is that? It's exactly. like okay, because you don't have an answer, you just scream. I don't get that. That yeah. doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Okay. If if you really don't have an answer, just say. If nothing else, I would be the kind of guy to say, you know what? You've given me something to think about. Mm-hmm. You know what? I didn't mm-hmm. leave from you angry. We're not hurting with one another. Right. We're still two citizens that believe one side or the other, but we're not ang- See, that's really what unity is really more about. I, I agree with you. And to me, the reasoning has a lot to do with that. Yes. And, and a lot of people aren't reasonable. They're not reasonable. And so we carry that mentality into the church. The moment I don't like is. what you say, I turn you off. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I get it if it's a flagrant violation of the word. Mm-hmm. It, let's say if you're saying, look, it's okay to be possessed by devils mm-hmm. and Jesus Christ at the same time. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a flagrant violation. Right. Okay, now I'm going to probably just turn you off. That right. that, that goes against everything of faith that right. I, I don't – there's nothing about that that's healthy, I think. Absolutely. Um, but if you're going to say, you know, I don't see anything wrong with having a, a glass of wine with dinner. Okay, I, I don't really like that necessarily as a, mm-hmm. as a man of God myself. Yes. But I'm not going to turn you off because you have a glass of wine. I did mm-hmm. is that some degree there has you and God are going to have to get this, Absolutely. Or, or maybe I don't understand something. But I'm not going to treat you different because of it. Right. I'm not going to turn you off because of it. Exactly. There's no flagrant flagrant violation that I know of, and mm-hmm. if there is, I will. I'm willing to learn it because I right. want to know more. Exactly. That one there is just not a flagrant violation of uh, of scripture, or or if you want to say like like a certain uh, beliefs do mm-hmm. that Michael the archangel and or, or J- Satan and Jesus used to be brothers. Right. Well, that's a flagrant violation. There's no scriptural evidence of that right. other than one one anomaly mm-hmm. where they believe that it, Michael, uh, Satan, uh, used to be Michael the Archangel, which it isn't. He used right. to be Lucifer. My point is that becomes a flagrant violation. Mm-hmm. There's only one son of God. Mm-hmm. There wasn't two at one time. Mm-hmm. And just, Satan was not one of them. Exactly. So Exactly. Well, heading to our last one, Pastor, it is deception. Yeah. Deception. Easily enticed by logic. You know, usually the deception kind of precedes everything mm-hmm. in a way, or the distraction, and then possibly the deception comes first before the mm-hmm. division. You don't reveal your division until you've been deceived yeah. a lot of times. Yeah. Sometimes it's the other way around. You, we're divided just simply because of an idea, but if you allow that division to stay there, you mm-hmm. become greatly, greatly deceived. Right. And it says in the last day there will be great deception Yes. in this last day. And so... Uh, mostly deception usually comes even before the division. And let me give you an example. I remember when I was a little kid and uh, we were walking through a huge department store. And, you know, as, as a kid, you uh, uh, here I am about five years old. I'm walking behind my mom and my grandmother. We're walking down this big, huge aisle in the department store when you're that age is huge, sure. of course. You know, we're in, it's actually in the mall is what it was. Okay. And, um, 
you know, as a kid, my eyes are going left to right, left to right. You know, I'm looking and I'm like, oh, what an ice cream. Oh, right. can I have a toy? You know, you, right. you're seeing everything and they're right. like focused in on going to the shop that they want to go to. And uh, at one point I kind of got sidetracked. Well, they didn't see me because I was staying, walking behind them as a little one. And uh, I got distracted. And then what happened was, was I ended up becoming separated because I got stuck on the little toy. I was like, oh, I want to check yeah, that yeah, out. Yeah. And I just was totally lost. So it, it, that's the deception. Mm. You know, you get distracted, but then comes the deception like, okay, you're doing the good thing. It feels good. It, it's, right. it's right. That's good. Then comes the division. division. Then you really look around and I'm like, oh, where's mom? Mm-hmm. Where, where, where's my grandmother? you're divided from them now. Yeah. And so it happens in a lot of things. We we can easily get distracted or you can be out in the forest. I mean, I've I've actually been with friends where we've been out in the forest and fortunately I kind of grew up doing the hunting and stuff like yeah. that and going out in the forest. So I I've never had a problem getting back to my original destination. Mm-hmm. But one time we were out in the forest and I personally took a group of people that we were with. We have mm-hmm. some friends of ours. Yeah. And I remembered where we'd come from but I went ahead and took us off the path mm. and I divided us from the path to see what they could do. And I said, okay, guys, now get us back. And they couldn't, they, because it all looked the same. And it was very wood, heavily wooded. And we had walked about two miles outside of our camp mm-hmm. and I, and I knew how to get back, Yeah, but it wasn't because of the trail. I just remembered certain markers that I had to look up. So yeah. I knew how to use that. They had no clue. You see, once you get divided from that thing that got you there safely, mm-hmm. what happens is, is you're lost. Yeah. And this is what's happened with deception. Mm-hmm. Deception is the, the goal is to, is to pull you away from that path first. Right. Then once you're pulled away, Satan divides us. Mm -hmm. So the deception has to come. He's going to feed you. He's going to throw you something. He's going to influence you with something. He's going Mm -hmm. to say something. Mm -hmm. The enemy is working extremely hard, and we see this deception in today's world. Mm -hmm. The world is so consumed with what they believe now. They've been deceived into believing that right is wrong Mm -hmm. and wrong is right. And Mm -hmm. Isaiah tells us that this day would happen. Mm -hmm. And so we've got people proclaiming, Literally, it's okay to sleep around. Mm-hmm. What book did you read that from? I remember years ago, a couple that had started going to a church at our pastor's church, a praise center church there years ago. They they were a good couple. The guy was like a professional golfer and stuff. And, mm-hmm. and she was a real pretty lady. And he was a good looking guy and everything. And, well, they started, you know, sleeping together. And, and uh, you know, they'd finally told the... Pastor, you know, we just, we're ready to get married. And uh, he, he's like, that, okay, that's fine. He goes, but you do know that it's sinful what you're doing. They didn't agree. Well, okay, but then pastor showed him in scripture. It's fornication. It's wrong. Yes. It's against yes. God. Yes. They didn't like that. Okay. Now, this is a person, from what I understand, this individual had grown up in church and knew about it mm-hmm. at one point. Mm-hmm. Well, it became religious to him. Mm-hmm. Well, it probably wasn't religious. It probably was just, he just didn't like agreeing with God. Mm -hmm. He didn't like to agree with the word of God because he didn't like the conviction of that truth. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is, is at some point you begin to move away. Mm. And the farther you get from that truth, your brand of truth Mm -hmm. looks good. It looks right. It sounds Right. 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 When in reality, you're actually walking into a deceptive trap. Wow. And a lot of people will tell you, oh, the church, they were they were always so religious, blah, blah, blah. And I hear a lot of people saying that anymore. And there's a lot of times what, I'm, what I've heard them say. At first, my first response was, yeah, I hate religion too. Mm-hmm. But then I start watching their lives and listening to them. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I got the feeling that the church wasn't religious. Mm-hmm. You just got deceived. Right. And that's happening a lot in today's world because mm-hmm. they're allowing other voices. Yes. And I had gotten into a conversation here recently, and uh, it was a real healthy conversation because mm-hmm. it, it kind of go it started going into a bad direction with the group of people that we're in. Yeah. Um, and I was listening, and we're all Christians. We're all sitting here, and it was it was a good conversation. Yeah. But it kind of started going into a direction where you could feel the heat a little bit mm-hmm. because politics came up, sure. and and I remember as we're sitting there, me and Cindy. Cindy and I, uh, 
I, one of the comp- portion of the conversation was that they'd heard and been listening to this secular broadcast right. of what was going on and stuff. And there were probably some facts, but you got to remember, it's the secular's view. Their logic. The, their logic was intervened into mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Their understanding of what they were seeing. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that they're necessarily seeing wrong, but they also don't know the roots of it. Right. Because they don't understand the spiritual aspect. Right. And so when they see it, they're seeing something slightly twisted. Mm-hmm. And so I, I rem- the conversation would go on and I finally just said, okay, wait, guys. I said, look you're listening to secular voice Mm -hmm. try to tell you about spiritual things. Mm. I said, God would never allow an unspiritual entity to tell you about a spiritual thing. I said, even if they're right. And I said, here's how I tell you. I said, remember this. Mm -hmm. He would told even his disciples, beware Mm -hmm. of the yeast of uh, the Pharisees and Sadducees. These were religious men. These mm-hmm. were men that actually knew some truth, by the way. Mm-hmm. He would, ne- if he told you not to listen to their secular views because they weren't of God, That's good. he definitely doesn't want us to listen to the world mm-hmm. on, on how to divide right. what's godly and what's ungodly. And mm-hmm. it was literally a program about uh, of them breaking down of how ungodly the supposedly godly people were. And I won't name their names sure. because these are a lot of people I actually agree with. Yeah. And I'm like, I already know if you're disagreeing with them, then you still didn't perceive it right. Right. And so I told my, uh, my friends, I said, look, you should never accept the word of the world on spiritual matters because if they were truly spiritual, they wouldn't be fighting against God in their personal life either. And they are. Mm -hmm. Why don't they know the truth of God's word if they're Mm -hmm. that good? Exactly. They aren't that good. That's good. They're not spiritual enough. They only know how to divide it logically, but they don't know how to divide it spiritually. Right. And I said, the moment you accepted it, even if they were right, Mm -hmm. you've already said, I allow the world to tell me what's about spiritual matters. Right. And I said, don't you ever allow the spirit, the world to tell you about spiritual matters. If God, if God entrusted the world with spiritual matters, Mm -hmm. then again, we don't need the Bible. Right. Because the world is good enough to know the truth too, but according to scripture, they don't. And we know that's not true. That's right. Only God's truth through his people know the truth. Amen. And so I said, even if it was completely correct what they were talking about, mm-hmm. you still listen to the wrong people. Yeah. I said, because I would assume if I listened to it, I would find plenty of discrepancies. But li- even if they were right, mm-hmm. It's still not healthy because I said, you're going to trust the world over spiritual matters. And here was another passage of scripture. Mm -hmm. Remember when Paul said, why do you allow worldly judges to come in and decipher between a judgment in the church? Right. He says, shouldn't spiritual people judge what's right in the church? Mm -hmm. Even Paul said, why are we going to worldly judges? Jesus said the same thing too. Jesus said it. He said the same thing as well. That's exactly right. Why are we allowing the world to make a judgment on spiritual matters? Mm. It's so unhealthy. And when I said that, it shut the whole conversation up. Because again, we're being deceived because we're listening so much to the influences outside of God's truth Mm -hmm. that comes through his word Mm -hmm. and outside of God himself that we should have through a relationship. That just proves we do not know our word like we should know That's exactly our word. What it is. When you know look at word. distractions, when you look at division, when you look at deception, it comes down to knowing the word. Yes. Jesus is the word. Jesus and, is and the, the word. word made flesh Amen. and dwelt among men. Amen. That people could look upon him and behold the beauty of God. Amen. That's it, my brother. And and to say all that, those are the three things that lead to defeat if we don't keep our eyes and our hearts right. And close to God. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. Power Talk Podcast is brought to you by Powerhouse Church. You can find us at fellowship.fm and Spotify. If you would like more information, prayer, or want to contact us, go to powerhousechurch.us.